This is News Talk 980 CKNW. And uh, a temperature this afternoon expected to be up around 9 or 10 degrees. Nice and warm tomorrow into the teens, finally. Uh, the weather that, well, we're about a three, to, they say three weeks late. Everything around Metro Vancouver is three weeks late, uh, including those cherry blossoms. And just for the record, the uh, Vancouver Cherry Blossom Festival officially kicked off at noon on Thursday. Uh, and so uh, there aren't a whole lot of bl- blossoms around to celebrate. But then, of course, uh, the festival does go on for a few weeks and by the time it's all over uh, we should be in full bloom but yeah everything uh, is uh, three weeks late and of course that uh, includes all of the spring cleaning items that we were talking about lately Uh, a lot of us just back from spring break recently a lot of us did some traveling uh, including air travel and claire newell is going to join us from travel best bets in just a couple of minutes Uh, the story that we uh, actually got to claire on and the reason that we got after her the story this morning was a story about a dad from Halifax, uh, who was flying with his daughter uh, to from Halifax down to Washington in the United States, and uh, he was not allowed to to go into the United States because he had signed her passport. His daughter is six, and a six-year-old, not many six-year-olds have a signature. So uh, apparently, on a previous trip to the United States, this dad had, uh, had been convinced by an American customs agent to sign his daughter's passport. The, uh, the, the, uh, the agent in question said he couldn't get into the uh, United States until that passport was uh, signed, and so he did. Well, uh, it turns out that's against the rules. Canadians' parents are not allowed to sign their children's passport. Uh, the line was, uh, the line, uh, uh, Kevin, uh, when I uh, tried to go to, to Claire, uh, for some reason I couldn't get through. Could you try that again? Uh, the, the, and I'll continue with the story in the meantime. The rule are, the rule is rather, uh, according to uh, the, the people who do passports, if a child does not sign their own passport, and I guess that means is too young to be able to sign their own passport, that section must be left blank. So this dad going into America was told by a United States custom official, we can't let you into our country with this child's passport unsigned. So the dad, anxious to have his daughter and him go forward with their vacation, said, okay. And he signed his kid's passport. And the customs agent said, great, off you go, and uh, into the uh, United States they went. And they made a couple of other trips. Well, on the most recent trip, the uh, passport in question uh, was denied. Uh, and the the, per- the, custom, or the uh, travel person said, we can't let you on the aircraft because uh, that section of your daughter's passport is not supposed to be signed. So the dad had to forfeit the tickets and the trip because, well, he had an improperly filled out document. We checked with Air Canada, and they say uh, they can't allow a passenger to travel with an invalid passport. And Claire Newell's on the line now. Uh, We're just learning this, Claire, because of this story. Uh, If you sign your small child's passport, that passport is now invalid, and the, the airlines, like Air Canada, won't accept it. What a strange twist of events, right? Oh, well, hey, Sterling, you know what? I've actually known this, um, and I almost just assumed that people knew this. It, it's quite clear on the application and the information that you're not supposed to sign. Only um, That means for 
children that are 11 years old and under. Right. And it's a really important document. You know, if it's got any water damage, if it looks ragged or there's a lot of reasons that they'll just say, you know what, this is an invalid passport. It's just kind of, do you remember when you fill out the application, there's a box and you have to sign and you have to sign within the lines or they won't even accept it. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. There's really all sorts of little um, nuances with passports that I guess get overlooked. And I think in this case, when the U.S. customs official several years ago asked um, Mr. Hussein to actually sign or fill out his daughter's passport, I think they were talking about the information. If it gets damaged or lost, there's a document, there's a page within the passport that you can fill out. And it's got your, you put your name, your address and everything. Sure. Not the signature. So, you know, just a reminder uh, to many parents out there, I know when you're filling out forms for kids for schools, we do it all the time. We sign on the kids' behalf. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a really important thing. Um, 11 years old or older need to sign their own passports. Kids under that do not need to. But, you know, I often get a lot of questions with kids' passports. When I was getting my kids' passport for the very first time, Sterling, you actually didn't even need to get their own passports for them. And that changed December the 11th. 2001. Um, originally, kids 16 and under, they could just be named on their parents' passport. Okay. And now they have to have a completely separate passport application. Other people may not realize that there's 10-year passports out there. Yes. Kids can't get those. Oh, really? They could, uh, yeah, because they, because can, they physically change so much over a course of five years, let alone 10, right? Exactly, exactly. Um, geez, the, the way my kids, especially my teenage son, changed in the past Four years is so crazy. So kids zero to 15, they, their passport can be valid for a maximum of five years. Um, the other thing was is that the kids need to do pictures, and they do, just like we do as adults. Every kid, including when they're zero, mm-hmm. <laughs> so just born, you want to go take them to go see a relative far away, and you want to take them on a plane. Um, it needs to be taken within one month of the application. So you, you know how busy parents can be. Four weeks can pass really quickly, but you need to make sure that it's very recent. Okay, so and good morning, Claire. By the way, it's it's oh, good morning. <laughs> n- nice to have you with us. Apologies for the phone glitch. That's mostly me being the well, the the part time guy who always presses the wrong bloody button. <laughs> but uh, it's nice to have you with us. Now, this I suppose was complicated by the fact that he's on the road. He's got his child with him. He's yeah. in the United States, and some American guy with a badge and a gun looks at him and says, "Look, if you want to come on in here, you better sign that passport." Well, what are you going to do? Of course, you're going to sign the passport you're on holidays you've got lord knows how much money committed to this thing and all you want to do is go play at disneyland or whatever now the now the dad has applied for a new passport and he says he's going to photocopy the rules from passport canada saying you cannot sign a minor's passport on their behalf he's going to photocopy that and he's going to put it right in with the passport so that if he comes to another a foreign customs official who says wait a second you've got to sign that or you're not coming in then he gets to go i can't sign that my government says i should not well it's actually it's smart on his behalf if he feels for any reason that that issue may come up again i rarely hear of this coming up okay but that doesn't mean you can't you know just the the rules are willy-nilly you actually have to go by them in his case 
his daughter is now six, yep. and I would just go ahead and let her sign her own passport, regardless of the scribble that it might be, um, because while you can you can leave it blank until they're eleven, that's fine. But if they can sign and print their name or whatever they want to do. Just let them go ahead and do that. Sure, sure. Big thrill stuff anyway, right? Right. <laughs> so, Claire, how now back to the other part of you're talking about the changes because mm-hmm. it, you're, you're right. There was a point in time when little kids particularly didn't need passports. They just got included on mom or dad's. Now, mm-hmm. uh, how old does a little Canadian have to be before he or she must have a passport to travel? The day they're born. The day they're born, Sterling. So every individual Canadian now has to have a passport. So really important to remember that because it doesn't, you know, it it was a rule that only came in. It was a while ago, though. It came in in December 2001. Right. But I I just have to tell you one little personal story. It actually didn't happen to me. It happened to um, someone who's been working for me for 21 years. And she she was a mom of some young kids, and she was taking a bottle. So, and I've heard this story one other time. So a bottle or a sippy cup, really easy for mommy to put it in their, in their purse right. to just carry. Um, I think it either leaked or she said it could have been the condensation, damaged her passport, also stopped the holiday in its tracks. Wow. They wouldn't accept it. So um, a Ziploc bag for any mommy out there or daddy out there, if you're traveling with little ones and they're still using a sippy cup, would be really important. The other thing is, is that um, I'm asked if, can a parent be a guarantor? So it's really easy to be a guarantor these days. You just need to meet an age requirement and have a valid Canadian passport. Right. So a family member or any individual residing at your address may be your guarantor, provided he or she meets those specific requirements. But if you're the parent or the legal guardian applying for that passport for the child, you can't act as the guarantor. One, I don't know how long we have, Sterling, but um, when applying for a child's passport, documentation um, can be really important if the child's parents are divorced, separated, or never married. So make sure you read up on that if we don't have time to mention it. Okay, well, let me take a break, and then we'll come back. And and I'd like you to go through that, if you don't mind. Uh, Because here in Vancouver, of course, uh, we see many, many, thousands probably of examples of uh, of people from different cultures and different parts of the world who meet, fall in love, get married, and carry, well, in many cases, between the two of them, four passports. (laughs) So where does the kid work out in, in the middle? of all of that stand by if you will claire we'll take a quick break claire newell from travel best bets and of course global tv back with us on the jill bennett show here on news talk 980 cknw let's bring sunshine over the city of vancouver on this lovely sunday it's sterling fox in for the vacationing jill bennett joined on the line by claire newell from travel best bets and longtime broadcasting friend and colleague global tv as well and claire we're right in the middle of a conversation that a lot of canadian parents need to pay a little more attention to uh, using the example of the poor guy who uh, who had a, a vacation uh, well uh, quelched or quashed rather by uh, by the customs people who uh, wouldn't let him in because he had signed invalid uh, invalidated his daughter's passport by signing it on her behalf the rule is if the child can't sign it up until the age of 11 it's perfectly acceptable in fact recommended to leave it blank although if a child wants to have a go at it and can print or some reasonably uh, re- replicate their name on on the on the dotted line, Claire. You suggest, well, let the let the kid have a go at it, right? Then, yeah. Well, then they, then there won't be any of this issue. And it was actually Eric Canada who stopped put the uh, hold on this holiday, right? 
And the hard part about this is I'm sure that there's people out there going, well, did Air Canada compensate it? Well, at the end of the day, Air Canada was doing its job because there's no exceptions with the Canadian government. They're just, they have to follow the rules uh, that the government sets in place. So, uh, or they'll I'm get fined. The airline will get fined too. That exactly, and that's the, that's the point here. So, um, I'm sure that there were some costs. Obviously, they didn't get their vac- the, as long of a vacation. I think that they've already you know left and they they went and quickly got a new passport. Sure, but that costs the family time and money, and it's just, it's really important if you don't want to have have this kind of situation happen. It's not just the passport. It's a lot of other documentation that parents often forget. And the passport is one thing, but I always hear of parents who forget to do, oh, like one's traveling uh, without the other parent mm-hmm. and they don't have notarized letters. Or they're bringing a kid's friend with them. Or their son's going with a, a sporting team to play hockey in the state sure. or somewhere else. And they don't get the appropriate documentation. So really important to go to the government's website, which is travel dot gc dot ca i probably advise people to go to this website about 10 times a week okay (laughs) so it's really important um i say it all the time on tv and on radio because it just has everything there for you so not only if you have questions about the passport and how to go about it even explains how to sign your passport or your kid to sign the passport it has these templates that you can fill out um without having to create a document yourself for you know, these notarized letters and things like that. Mm-hmm. So it's a really good website. Okay. Uh, and, and how frequent, uh, I, of course, it's important if a, your child is, is going uh, unescorted or on some kind of trip that both parents won't be involved in, that child requires a letter of permission from, uh, from a parent to be there. How frequently do kids get challenged at the border? So um, your mom and dad know you're on this trip with your hockey team? Where's your letter? How often right. does that actually happen? You know, I'm going to say that it doesn't happen very often, but I'm going to qualify that by saying that in the past uh, four months, I've needed to get notarized letters for my son who went on a rugby tour. We brought a daughter's friend to Disneyland and me traveling alone with my kids to go see uh, my parents in Scottsdale. And I was asked only one of the times, but please just still get those letters. Um, they they just need to be signed by a witness. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're traveling with a sporting team, often the school will, or the, the coaches will insist that it be notarized. And right. often they'll have a notary come and do like 20 at one time. But I have seen it time and time again that probably five times a year of people who are, are booked with travel best bets, although we tell them over and over again that they don't get the letter, they just risk, risk it because they've never been stopped before. Mm-hmm. Well, this guy with the passport, signed passport, he was asked by the the U.S. Customs to sign his kid's passport years ago. Yes. And he's traveled with it to the U.S., mm-hmm. to the U.K., to the Middle East several times. But it was that one time that an airline employee caught it, knew the rules, and stopped it in the, its tracks. So I, I get why people are like, oh, I don't have the time. I'm a parent, too. I've got kids going left, right, and center. And I know it's a hassle to fill out all those forms. But please do it because you put so much time and money into, you know, getting your kids or and yourself on this trip yeah. you may have planned, and, and it will be stopped. 
That's right. And it's nobody's fault. It, the airline's not going to compensate you. Customs isn't going to co- compensate you. It's your dumb mistake. And I know I'm saying dumb on on radio, and it's probably inappropriate, Sterling. No, it's, it's not at all mistake. inappropriate. I mean, it's a gamble. It's a gamble, Claire. <laughs> you know, you say, well, you know, uh, there's so much stuff to put together for this holiday. You know, I know I'm supposed to have that letter from, and uh, you know, we're going to see mom, and and the, the, I'm taking the kids. He has to work, so it's just me and the kids, and he's supposed to write a letter saying that the kids are, are fine to go and all. But, you know, nobody's going to bother, and there's so much else to do. Uh, to heck with it. I'm going to just take a, take a flyer that I'm not going to be asked and of course at the gamble and you know it's a gamble so in in some ways you're gonna it'll pay off and nobody will bother you but of course on that one time and that's all it takes that's uh, that you you gamble and you very much every time you throw the dice you can lose and uh, that's all it takes to wreck a perfectly organized and in many cases paid for vacation you know i have uh one standardized document now so if you are a, a traveler that travels just with one parent a lot of the time because, say, you have a husband or wife that works, yeah. you can speak to a notary and get a bit more of a general document signed and sealed and delivered, Okay, <laughs> and it will maybe do it for a year or so, so you don't have to keep going back, because they can be expensive, anywhere from 25 to $50 to be notarized. Um, should we quickly talk about this applying for a child's passport and what documentation is necessary if the child's parents are divorced, separated, or never married? Yes, please. And then if we have time, we we'll want to talk about parents with, who hold multiple passports. But let's do the application first. Yes. So the applying parent has to supply all legal documents that refer to the custody, the mobility, or the access to the child. So if a divorce has been granted, a copy of the divorce judgment or order has to be provided. You've got to get that. Wow. And the passport office may also ask for additional information if it determines that it needs further clarification of the child's situation. So if the parents have joint custody of the child, then neither, I'm sorry, then either parent may apply, but both have to sign the application form. So lots of little nuances with those types of situations, but really important. Okay, now it, it, it's it's uh, it's Vancouver, Claire, and it's yes. it's certainly a multicultural, global capital. And many people who live in here in our city hold uh, dual passports. Uh, and so, what happens now if Mom holds a dual passport because she's a Canadian and from somewhere else, and Dad has a dual passport because he's Canadian and from somewhere else as well? So now they have a child. That child, between him or her, has four passports between Mom and Dad. How do how does the child get signed up for travel? Well, the if both parents have Canadian passports, or it, it doesn't really matter if they're they're uh, one is a PR and one is a Canadian citizen. The Canadian parent um, who has a Canadian passport gets citizenship for that child and puts all the documentation that they need. But the child gets a Canadian passport. I would advise because I have a British passport as well as a Canadian passport. Okay, when you're traveling. If you all have a Canadian passport, use it together. Okay. Never show that you have two passports. That's not advised anywhere in the world. Um, but that's just an aside, uh, a side note on that. Never show, never show that you have two passports. Just, no. uh, just be a Canadian. And if there are any, if they want to get into your life story, maybe. But otherwise, just show them the one and move on. Yes, exactly. Don't don't get complicated when you're traveling with it. There's times where I'm on my own, and I find it a lot easier. Well, I used to find it a lot easier, Sterling, to travel with my British passport in the EU. <laughs> we'll mm-hmm. have to see how that plays out. Well, that's right. Um, but, yeah, I, I never show both. 
So a child who whose parents hold dual passports should should first and foremost be issued a Canadian documentation because that's the child is first and foremost Canadian born here etc. Yeah. At what point do children uh, get those passports that their parents hold from other countries? Is that kind of considered a luxury or do it's some parents it, it, Oh okay because it's, it's an imperative uh, perhaps even culturally for some parents. Yes, and that's the thing. Depending on where they're they're holding another passport from, they may or not be able to get a, a, a passport from that country for their child. Right. Uh, I was I was actually born in Edinburgh and was able just to apply to get one, and I'm able to get them for my children, but not for my husband. So there's di- different rules for different countries. But if you really want to do it, there is quite a lengthy process. Kind of think a nexus kind of process. Oh boy! In many in many cases, but very worthwhile. And what's that? What's the web address again, Claire? The the catch all web address you recommend ten times a day. I know. Okay. Well, it's travel.gc.ca, and if you're getting a passport for your child, it should answer all the questions that you may or may not have. But it also is a really important thing to go a website to go to if you're planning to travel with your child and register every single trip with that new passport. Terrific information, Clara Newell. Always a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thanks so much, Sterling. Happy Sunday. You too. Global TV's Claire Newell on News Talk 980 CKN. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.